Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Musicians rejoice. Confused with all the modern and technical pedal board selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedal boards for guitarists and bassists alike. Established in 2013, KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More info can be found at KentuckyPedalBoards.com. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Welcome to The Metal Forge, Metalheads, and I'm your host, Mark Jackson. It's Friday, August the 28th. How are you all today? Hope you all are doing well, safe, secure, sound, so Johnny Law can come and kick in your door and all that good fucking shit. No, I'm just riffing here. Um, So, fuck, Misanthropic Records, Eric Draven going to be on the show today. Uh, Looking forward to that. He's a cool cat. Met him a few months back here at the Mag Bar in Louisville, Kentucky, Uh, when I uh, met the dudes from Pale Walker and Her Worst Nightmare. Uh check out those in the archives from earlier this year. They were both on the show, but you already knew that. That's right. Yeah. Today is the release of S&M 2. I haven't got my copy yet. I plan on getting it, but I'm kind of uh, torn from what I watched on For Whom the Bell Tolls. It seemed like it was the exact same as S&M 1. And, you know, some of those songs were rehashed from the from the show, like Outlaw Torn and so on and so forth. Which I love Outlaw Torn, don't get me wrong, but I've seen it already. Everybody's seen that already, so why would you do it again? You'd think you would add a bunch of different songs that nobody has seen. However, welcome to the Cash Cow. I guess, you know, I'm just being a dick. Uh, so, also, earlier this week, uh, Ozzy's Camp released a preview 
of the biography called The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, it traces Ozzy's life from his childhood, from uh prison time and poverty uh, to fronting Black Sabbath and his uh, solo career and all of that shit. So uh, apparently there's going to be some interviews in there about him uh, by Rick Rubin, Ice-T, Jonathan Davis, Marilyn Manson, Post Malone's even going to be in it. But I mean, I kind of understand because he just had some tracks on Ozzy's latest album, Ordinary Man, which came out uh, recently back in February, I guess. You know, I've had this love-hate relationship with Ozzy over the years. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Black Sabbath, all incarnations of it, whether it be Dio, Gillen, uh, Martin, Ozzy, uh, any of those people who have sang for Sabbath. The problem I have with Ozzy is they touted sobriety for so long when he really wasn't sober, and that he actually had never written a song in his life that he had relied on songwriters, which isn't very rock and roll, I guess. I guess I can understand it, and I've grown to be a more accepting individual on stuff like that. It doesn't change the fact that, you know, some of his biggest hits were written by, you know, just other people. People who got chastised for their, you know, Motorhead, for example, with Lemmy. Lemmy wrote some really big songs for Ozzy. However... You know, a lot of people just didn't like Motorhead because they didn't like Lemmy's voice or the, the abrasiveness in their playing. But, see you on the other side, Mama, I'm coming home. You know, that stuff written by Lemmy. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Send me some, uh, send me some info, uh, metalforgeradio at gmail.com. Just give me a hey, what's up or something with that. Uh, what's up with that? Says the hurricane. You know, cause I'm anxious to know. Cause, like I said, fuck, man. It's, it's Ozzy we're talking about here. He's the prince of fucking darkness. You know, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I think I've said, I think I've dropped more F-bombs in the beginning of this episode than I have for a while. Uh, I do want to give a shout out really fast to the dudes in Wraith. I received my copy of uh, Speed Kills, the split, the 10 inch split with Bastardizer. And I received my Absolute Power CD with Index Case, The Quarantine Session. Holy shit. Completely blown away by it. Fucking check them out because they're awesome. Uh, they were back on the show, back on the show back in July. Glad I had them on. Glad I was able to get this because their CDs go like crazy. And if you can get a chance to get one, get it. Because, hey, might not be around too much longer. Um, not the band, fuck. The CDs, you know. CDs sell out quick. And in this day and age, I mean, are we really reprinting anything? I don't know. There's a lot of bands that don't. But anyways, let's get into this interview. You know, I'm, uh, I've got him on standby here. Uh, I do want to play a song of theirs as well. And this is going to be Divided by Misanthropic Torment from Eric Draven for Misanthropic Records. Check it out. <laughs>
All right, Metalheads, and I'm being joined on the line right now with Eric Draven from Misanthropic Records. Eric, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me here. Definitely. And, you know, I was just on last week with the guys from Lexington and Kerr, and we were talking about how Lexington has become this pretty big hotbed of underground music these days. Yes, I agree. In fact, you know, I know the guys from Kerr. We're pretty good friends. Um, we played a couple of shows with them too. They, they've got this funny song. It's awesome. It's called Erection. And, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Um, Lexington scene is growing and it's growing daily, man. It's insane. We're in the middle of the Bible Belt and there's just all this underground metal coming out. And I mean, we're keeping the scene alive as much as we possibly can. Right, and there's so many different types of bands and stuff out there in the scene. There, there's doom, there's black metal, there's death metal, there's thrash, there's punk. It's like this big melting pot. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a, a plethora of uh, subgenres out here. I mean, I myself, I, I don't necessarily like to uh, uh, categorize music like that, but I understand the need to. 
I just think it's all metal and it's all good. If you like it, listen to it. If you don't, don't. But um, I mean, yeah, there there's a, a multitude of subgenres out here. You've even got some new metal out here, which is pretty awesome. Right. And what I was talking with with those guys is there's a lot of crossover. A lot of the bands play shows with each other that are not necessarily genre specific shows, which I think is always awesome because if you can turn something on to somebody that they might not have liked before, it gives everybody a chance to to experience a new band. Yeah, absolutely. When we're booking shows, um, we've booked a lot of shows out here. Um, and a lot of the times, uh, some bands will want to stay uh, genre specific, but then a lot of the other times, like, I don't know, you, you've interviewed Mike from Pale Walker, right? Yes, absolutely. We, we've we actually uh, played with them at the Mad Bar in Louisville, and we had like four different styles of metal there. We had goth rock with uh, Mute TX, we brought them out here from Texas. Um, it was Pale Walker, Mute TX, 3DR, Missing Throughout the Torment, and then Her Worst Nightmare. Those are all different genres, all of them. You know, you've got the hardcore, you have my uh, death metal band, which is like death between black metal, and uh, Pale Walker's just like a really hard rock slash metal band. And you had that mixed in with uh, Her Worst Nightmare, which was death metal straight all the way through. And, uh, oh yeah, Mute TX, they were goth rock. So it was like, if you went into a club, you wouldn't find just one circle of people like they were all there there was something to appeal to the masses for everybody right tell everybody out in metal forge land how did misanthropic records begin oh that is awesome you know um in 2017 i formed uh misanthropic torment and uh i was doing everything myself man like the digital platforms as well as exposure, getting put on radio stations. And this label, I can't name them because I don't want to get in trouble, but this label comes by and tells me, hey, we want to sign you. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, what can you do for me that I haven't already been doing for myself? And they told me that they could put me in Kerrang! magazine and Revolver magazine and all these great magazines that give me global exposure across everywhere. And it sounded really great. Their con- Their contract was really great, other than the fact that they wanted to charge me $8,000 to do everything that I'd already been doing for myself, except for put me in some great magazines that nobody even reads anymore. You know, it's all online. Magazines died out in the 90s and the early 2000s. That that kicker was after they wanted $8,000, they wanted to take 50% of everything that I put my hard work into to make. It just didn't seem fair to me. You know, there's a lot of good bands out there and there's a lot of good talent that is just not getting recognized because now it's, nowadays it's like you gotta pay for your recognition and you gotta pay a copious amount of dollars just to get recognized and I don't think it's fair. So I figured I would just do my research and figure out how to do this the cheapest way possible and get these underground bands some credit that they deserve. So. That was the birth of Misanthropic Records. Two years later, we have 30 bands on our label of all good quality sound music. And we've got some bands that I've even scratched my head and wondered, why aren't you on Metal Blade? Why aren't you on Roadrunner or some bigger label that can give you a house and a car? You know, um, right. but uh, we're, we're 
wrestling. We're we're basically a platform to give these underground bands something to stand on. And the great thing about us is is that nowhere at no time do we own the rights to your music or do we take royalties from them. We basically do everything. It's not for free, but we do it for the cheapest price possible. And if a bigger label came by to see these bands and see that they're worth investing themselves into, they sent our contract, please, our job is done. Take that deal and run with it. If, if we can get a band recognized to a higher level, then that, that's our goal and that's our job. You know what I mean? Then we've done something great. It's more of a promotion than a label per se. Would that be correct? Well, we are, we are a label. Um, we're, we're a distribution. We've got everything pretty much. I did my research and everything, got the LLC and the trademark and everything. What we do here is we promote bands, we tour bands, we book their shows, um, we create their merchandise as far as uh, CDs and vinyls go. We get the cheapest prices for T-shirts. I mean, right now we get people 50 shirts for $285 when other people are paying like five or $600, and they're all good quality T-shirts. I've got a box full of them right here. They're a... Uh, Gilden. So, I mean, we are a label, but we're also not Roadrunner, you know. Um, we're not Metal Blade. But we do get bands, interviews, and um, podcasts, radio play. I work myself. I work with 50 other online radio stations and three FM stations all over the globe. I run seven different radio shows myself on seven different stations. Um, in fact, right after we get off the phone tonight, I'm going to be on the Eat, Sleep, and Breathe Metal Show, which is aired every Sunday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Right on. So it sounds like you've got like a lot going on with this. Yeah, I, I stay busy. On top of that, I've got a 21-month-old baby. So, you know... <laughs> um, <laughs> I stay pretty busy, and I just, this is what I do, man. I love the music. Music has saved my life in so many ways, and, like, without it, I don't know where I'd be or who I'd be other than I'd probably be in prison or something, you know? Um. <laughs> right. So that's essentially what your allure to music is, is that it, it's the thing that keeps you sane. Yeah, you know, in an insane world where everything is just chaotic and nothing really makes much sense anymore, you know, the one thing that can keep you grounded is just putting in a, either you put in a cassette or put up on a vinyl, something that just brings you down to earth. And I don't know, it, music just affects people in so many different ways. But for me, it, it touches my soul and, and it puts me in a perspective state of mind where none of the chaos around me matters. You know, there is so much chaos out there. Even in chaotic music, there is a soothing Feeling. Even with chaotic music, it's the degree of more, if it's soothing, it's not as chaotic as what you, your normal life is. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, a lot of people hear certain bands and they're like, oh, I can't listen to that. That's a bunch of noise. And, and that's great. I can understand, you know, some people, we all have different tastes, but that, that bunch of noise right there, if you actually pick it apart and listen to it, and if a band is doing it correctly, you can hear the structure and see the, the um, methodical madness in there, so to speak, you know? Um, music is, is there, there's never just mindless noise unless you don't know what you're doing. There is, is a methodical, methodical madness, you know, that's the best way to put it. Right. Because everything's structured in time. Absolutely. If there is an album or artist that you would have loved to have picked up and been able to release, what would it be? I would, 
an artist that I would have loved to have picked up and released, Can They Be Dead? Yes, absolutely. I would have loved to have met Death, Evil Chuck. Um, that's my inspiration. Uh, the dude was a genius with his guitar riff and his vocals. You know, a lot of people don't seem to think so. You know, at least not when he first started out. And I was just a kid growing up listening to that. But I'll tell you what, when he speaks in his music and he's talking about treachery and betrayal, just the song Spirit Crusher and uh, Crystal Mountain, those songs are just beautiful pieces of artwork that are going to be timeless. You know, I would have loved to have met that man. I would have loved to tour or played with him or even just had him on the label. You know, I can respect that. You said you had over 30 bands. Uh, you've got Pale Walker, uh, Her Worst Nightmare, Provoked Punishment, some of these bands that I've already interviewed on the show. Who who else is on your roster of musicians? Oh, you're going to love this. Um, there's a band that we just signed uh, from North Carolina. They're Angels and Demons. Um, in fact, I'm going to be having them co-host my show with me tonight. Uh, we also have Head Trip Trauma. They're from uh, North Carolina as well, along with Nameless Anonymous, uh, Morte Morbosa. They're a Florida deathcore band. Then in Texas, man, we have a lot of bands on the label from Texas. I should just move to Texas. Um, Silver Tongue Devil, State of Mind, uh, Civil Unrest, Dust in the Void. They're December Screams Embers. We also work with uh, people from over the globe. Uh, I just signed a band called Aider. They're from Bulgaria. Effigy of Hate is from Canada. Um, the Mortal Wound is from Ecuador. I mean, I've got a lot of bands here. Let me open my laptop if yeah, you want me to read them well, all It's off. definitely worldwide. What is the album you are most looking forward to putting out from another band? Um, I am looking forward to putting out... Um, let me see here. i got to find it really quick. The Seventh Seal by Angels and Demons. They're actually going to be coming out here to play a live stream show at Batman uh, Recording Studio on October 17th. And I'm in the process of seeing if we can get a live gig out between now and then. I doubt it because of COVID. But I'm telling you, there's this song that they sent me. It's called Prevail. And not only is it heavy and hard-hitting musically, but if you listen to what this man is saying, it will touch your soul. It will make you like, oh, my God, you know. I don't know how to explain it. I, this song is just beautiful. All their music is beautifully written, and I cannot wait to release The Seventh Seal. Right now, we have their EP, Conquering. It's out and ready for purchase up on all digital platforms and uh, in our online store. But The Seventh Seal is, is something that um, I feel is a, a masterpiece. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. There are several good bands on our label, and I look forward to a lot of other releases, but I uh, wanted to put that out there. I don't want to say anybody's better than anybody else. I want to make that clear. Right, right, right. You just get excited over certain things. I dig that. On uh, show promotion and booking shows and stuff, if you could have booked a show or uh, had some of your bands play on shows from days gone past, but uh, what would it be? What show would you want want them to play on? I would have loved to have booked a few of my bands on um, the Ozfest when that was still happening. And uh, you know, there's there's a there's a show out here called uh, Mountains of Metal. I mean, it, it's in London, Kentucky, but it's a really good place to go because it's like a two day event. It's out in the middle of nowhere. You camp overnight. It's like a Woodstock, man. And I'm really more for the authentic type shows like that. 
because then people aren't so like we have to be polished and overproduced and have all this uh, pre-production. You know, I, I like music to be raw, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Is there any particular city you would like to sign a band from and actually visit them to get signature? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm thinking that I would love to. I uh, I don't. I'm not sure about the city, but I know they're in Europe and they're called Gorgamon. They're a hardcore death metal band, but they have some melodic stuff in there. And it, it just, it's really good music. You know, if anybody hasn't heard of them, look them up. The only problem with that is, is that they're already signed. They've already been gotten to. So I couldn't sign them, but I would love to sign them. And I just, I love their music. It's really, really good. Definitely. I think I'm going to have to check them out. All right, we're going to take a real quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here. And there's three tiers. There's the Dion and Dirty Dollar tier. It's just a buck. Hey, you're not going to miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the $5 Showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the $20 a month Master, where you can get a t-shirt, any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah, that's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash Radio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. You know, I do like to ask general questions and such because, you know, we're all people. We all do the, we all have a, the same love and share uh, music like we do. Uh, but I like to know about more about other people as well. Do you have a favorite film? The Crow. <laughs> the no, Crow is one of my no, favorite movies. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call BS on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? No, I get you. I, I get you. It 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 is a good film. Do you have a favorite food? Pizza. Who doesn't like pizza? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, any I'm pati- a simple guy. Uh, any particular method of the madness on the pizza? Uh, all meats, <laughs> no meats. What? Uh, all vegetable. I actually have two favorite foods. Okay. I'll answer your question about the pizza. I have to have pineapples on my pizza. And that's because when I was a little kid, my grandmother, rest in peace, she used to take me out and we'd get pineapple pizza. At first, when I was a kid, I thought there's no way this is going to taste good. But it did. It was great. And now it just serves as a good memory for my grandmother. And that means a lot to me. My, my other favorite food is Mexican food. Um, I'm originally from Arizona. So like, I don't know, man, a lot of my friends, I grew up around a lot of uh, Mexican families and everything. And we're always having cookouts. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing beats authentic Mexican food. I'm not talking about taco though, because that's not Mexican food. That's just American commercialized food. But when you have a homemade tamale, like a real tamale for Christmas, you will fall in love. You know, um, that's all I have to say. Right. Uh, and authentic Mexican is something completely different. I, I agree. It's not the same as Taco Bell or even some of the, uh, like, El Nopal is another one that's not really authentic, I don't think. So do you have an ultimate jam? Ultimate jam. Uh it's a toss-up between Spirit Crusher by Death and, I don't know, that's a good song. I don't know how I can top that 
song. Master of Puppets by Metallica was really good too. But uh, Spirit Crusher is my jam. Whenever I'm feeling down and I need to get myself pumped up and overcome whatever obstacles in front of me, Spirit Crusher. Anybody who knows the song or who has read the lyrics or anything like that will understand. And in fact, I am actually working on being able to cover that song. For the longest time, I've been against covering songs because I just, I feel like this, man, with a cover song. A, I do this song and I butcher it. And then it's just like a slap in the face to somebody that I really looked up to. Or B, I do the song and I do it great. And then it's still like slapping your favorite artist in the face because it's like, look what I can do. I can do the same thing you did, you know? I don't think anybody would mind if I covered this song and did it justice. So maybe in the next year or so, we're going to do something like that. Right on. And that, and that's what it's all about. I think it's more along the line of paying homage to somebody rather than it doesn't, not everything yeah. has to be a re envisioning and not everything has to be a carbon copy either. You know, you can make it your own and stay true to the original in the same regard. Oh yeah, absolutely. I want to make it as authentic as possible, but I don't want to be like, as a lot of people have told me, and this isn't me speaking to other people now, that I sound a lot like evil Chuck when I do those high screams. And I'm like, thank you. That was my idol, but I can't take that compliment. But yeah, I'm just hoping that I can do the song justice. I don't want to, I don't want to be a carbon copy. I want to, I want to wow people but not because I can copy something somebody else did. You know what I mean? Definitely. I, I, I agree with that. Do you have a spinal tap moment? Spinal tap moment. Every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every day is like a spinal tap moment for me. I wake up in the morning, Monday through Friday, or Monday through Saturday. I get up at like 5 in the morning. By 7 or 8, I'm on the radio from 8 to 9.30, once my radio show ends, my phone is blowing up, um, talking to bands from all over the world and trying to write everything down as quick as possible so I don't forget. Um, then I'm, you know, I'm not complaining, but <laughs> every day, every day. I, I get that, but is there any one particular moment, like maybe with uh, misanthropic torment, you're on stage, or something you've you've witnessed from one of your bands being on stage, and or just like, this could not go any worse. Yeah, oh my God. Um, wow. Oh man, you just made me think of something. Uh, <laughs> last year, 2018, with some perfect we played at Owl's Bar and, um, I had just went through a lineup change. So I had a new guitarist and a drummer. They were a package deal. So I had to have both of them. I'm not going to name the guy's name, but I'm just going to say this. The man used to come to my house with this drum kit that filled my whole living room. So I figured he knew how to play the drums. We practiced our songs. We did our songs the way we were supposed to. We had this gig, and uh, he <laughs> he went up there and started playing. And, and before we started the show, he said, yeah, this is easy. Death metal is just faster, faster, right? And I thought he was joking, so I'm like, yeah, sure, man. This dude played these drums like he had been in second grade, way off time, everything was screwed up, and it was basically like I had to improvise on everything. So, like, I, during the show, to at least entertain people, I, like, walked up to him and the guitarist with my mic, and I started screaming and growling as loud and as deep as I could because I was so frustrated 
And then in the middle of a song, the dude literally stands up and just starts half-ass hitting his hi-hat. Like, and it was just so embarrassing, man. Like, I was like, there's just no way that this is going to work. Like, I can't play with these guys ever again. That's insane. Yeah, it was horrible. Like, I, I hope that that is not the memory that people have of misanthropic torment because we put on one hell of a show at Cosmic Charlie's uh, on, uh, actually it was um, March, April, now March 2nd of this year before COVID shut everything down. Shout out to Cosmic Charlie's. Uh, unfortunately, they did not survive COVID-19. No, they didn't, and that breaks my heart because that was a good venue. The owners are really good friends with us. They love us. They they just wanted us to fill their venue every night after that, you know. And unfortunately, financial situations weren't able to uh, keep the building. And COVID-19 really screwed that up. And, man, COVID is really hurting a lot of businesses right now. And, and it really sucks. Yes, very much. So shout out to anybody out there who has lost a venue, lost a loved one, anything out there due to this bullshit. You know, we're all thinking of you. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully at the end of this, we can all come together. And like, I want to help any of these venues that have worked with misanthropic records and misanthropic torment in the past, because basically without these venues, there, there's nowhere for us to play. Anybody who's gone out of business or is about to go out of business, please hit us up at misanthropicrecords.com and let us know if there's any possible way that we can help you. We're not rich, but we will definitely try and help save our metal scene by saving our venues. Absolutely. I agree with that as well. You can also hit me up on that. I'll, I'll do as much as I can to help you guys out, promote you guys, so on and so forth. One of my favorite ones to ask is, what is your greatest achievement as a musician slash, because you're a record label, promoter? My greatest achievement, at first I thought it would have been my band, you know, and that is a, that is a great achievement. I, I love it. But my greatest achievement is creating this label because this label literally helps bands that don't have a leg to stand on and we push people to get where they need to be you know and a lot of people are grateful for it you know um i've had a lot of bands that are just so grateful for the little bit that i can do and that makes me feel good that lets me know i'm hitting my mark so i would say that creating misanthropic records and being able to follow through with what I promised these fans and them being grateful to the point where they've actually thanked me with such emotion. I, I don't mean to get emotional here, you know, it, it, but, you know, people have emotions. You know, we need to be allowed to express those. That right there makes me feel good. That right there lets me know that I've hit my mark and it's an achievement because anybody who knows anything about me, they know that I should have been a statistic. And what I mean by that is um, I spent, you know, 16 years of my life in prison for stabbing a pedophile. And most people who had done that much time wouldn't get out and start a business. They would get out and probably end up going back. Again, I beat the statistics and I created something that was just not for myself. It's for everybody. So I believe that that is my greatest achievement so far. I think that's a big thing where, you know, you're considered to be a statistic and you did overcome that. And that's an amazing feat. Uh, I commend you for it. Uh, before I ask the last few questions, uh, I do want to take a short break. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. 
The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Uh, do you have any shout outs you want to give? Oh, lots. Um, Chris Helton from Angels and Demons, man. I can't wait to see you. Uh, shout out to Joseph Scrutti from Metal Public Radio for helping me along the way. Shout out to Tilly Shear from XRP Radio who gave me a platform to play my music on. Shout out to Amanda Tennis from Alloy Radio who also allowed me to have a DJ spot uh, Monday through Saturday who also joined the Misanthropic Records team as an advertiser and a promoter. Uh, shout out to my wife. You know, she's my rock. She helps me in times where I just want to throw my hands up in the air and say, fuck it, I'm done. Um, excuse my language. Don't know if I can say that. <laughs> you know, there, there's so many people to give shout outs to. And I, if I forgot you, I'm sorry. But, you know, shout out to anybody who has ever helped Misanthropic Records along the way or Misanthropic Torment. And how can people get a hold of you uh, to send demos, uh, hear some of the bands? How can people do that? You can go to misanthropicrecords.com. We have a website, and there's a spot on there for uh, you guys to email us. Or you can just email us at misanthropicrecords at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We're on Twitter and Instagram. So if you just type into your Google search, misanthropic records, it is spelled M-I-S-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-I-K. Not with an IC. We spell it differently for legal purposes. But uh, you just Google that, and you'll be able to find us anywhere. And you can send us an email, and we will review your music and look at it or listen to it. Awesome. So the final question I like to ask, if heaven or hell exists, what do you want to hear when you arrive? Oh, man. Now, what do I want to hear? I want to hear Black Sabbath. <laughs> Absolutely. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Yes, that's the song I want to hear. Nothing wrong with some Sabbath, no matter where it is. No, no. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Uh, I appreciate you calling in today. Um, I really wish to see some more of your guys' uh, promoted shows in the future uh, when once we all get back to playing shows. Because yeah, absolutely. I really, I'm really needing a live show fix. <laughs> Uh, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm definitely needing that. I'm trying to set stuff up. And, uh, like, we had 15 shows get canceled. It was horrible. And uh, the governor passed the thing saying only 10 people allowed in the venue. So it's, right now, it's, it's really hard. But, yes, when things get back to normal, and if they ever do get back to normal, I'm at the point where I'm just going to order a hazmat suit and be like, all right, let's go on stage. Right, right, <laughs> you know? definitely. All right, so you heard it here, uh, misanthropicrecords.com, uh, spelled with a K instead of a C. Dude, again, thank you so much. Uh, what do you want me to play from, from one of your all's guys? Um, we have an album coming out next year. It's called, uh, uh, Rise Unite, um, Divided States of America. I think I, uh, sent you two songs. There's one called Rise Unite, and then there's the, uh, Fuck It All, Let's Go. Let's go ahead and play Fuck It All, Let's Go because this is a new sound for Misanthropic Torment. This is more like a punk metal groovy type thing. I, I'm 
just showing off that I can sing and do more with my vocals other than scream and growl. Absolutely. Here it is. Fuck it all. Let's go.
Hey guys, this is Karma from Misanthropic Records. And if you have a passion for your music, you might want to hear me out for a minute. So most indie labels want to charge you an arm and a leg just to distribute your music online and give you an occasional venue. We at Misanthropic Records have heard that spiel time and time again and got tired of the nonsense. A team of us got together and brainstormed over how to provide an up-to-par service while remaining not-for-profit and our label was born. We can get your music distributed on many online platforms, both for paid streaming and digital downloading throughout the continental US and Europe. We send you 40 copies of your album to sell on your own at no additional charge. And within our reach, we can book you at gigs, get you radio play, as well as interviews. We earn nothing off of your art. The fees you pay go right back into your promoting, merch, distribution, and more. If you're interested or want more information, please email us at misanthropicrecords at gmail.com. That's misanthropicrecords, M-I-S-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-I-K records at gmail.com. And as always, eat, sleep, and breathe metal. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out, UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Musicians rejoice. Confused with all the modern and technical pedal board selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedal boards for guitarists and bassists alike. Established in 2013, KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More info can be found at KentuckyPedalBoards.com. 